0: Welcome to the Empathetic Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Kate Irwin from ContractBook. Kate, it's really nice to have you on.
1: Thank you so much. It's nice to be here.
0: Very excited. So first, can you tell me a bit about yourself, Kate, what you do, and then your company as well?
1: Yes, happy to. I'm the head of content at a company called ContractBook, and we are contract management software primarily for SMBs. Basically, we help automate all your contracts so that your sales team can go back to closing and have more time to celebrate those deals. That's what we do. Very cool.
0: That's awesome. And now being the head of content, what does that entail? What does day-to-day look like for you?
1: It's pretty erratic. I would say there's obviously a lot of different channels that we use, and content can obviously be anything from a podcast like this, which we're working on creating, to webinars, to our blog, to eBooks, to you know partner content that we do, to social media. So it honestly looks like a lot of things. Uh, a lot of the time I'm editing. A lot of the time I'm coming up with topic ideas. A lot of time. I'm like in communities listening to figure out what people's problems are that we can help solve. Uh, So really a little bit all over the place.
0: For the audience and for their understanding, tell me a bit about your market. So who are you marketing to? Who's your audience? What are some things that maybe they care about?
1: We're in a really cool position because we primarily sell to salespeople, which is fun because... When we learn something great about sales, when our sales and marketing teams learn something, we can then share that advice with you know our audience, which is fantastic. So we have like a lot of overlap in our interests and how we win, basically. So that's a lot of fun. And that's why we're very focused on partnerships, very focused on community, because honestly, we're just a little club and we're just trying to help each other out.
0: I love that. And yeah, you are telling me a bit of your strategy is to focus on partnerships, community, all this. How do you look at that? Can you define what that is to the audience and kind of your lens? And when you say partnerships or community, what exactly does that mean?
1: Partnerships are tricky because we actually have a dedicated partnerships team that is pretty separate from what I'm talking about. Sometimes they're involved. They do more affiliate partnerships, integrations, Anything that basically comes with a commission is something that they focus on. But sometimes what we do with our partners who are in our affiliate program is we do co-marketing efforts where basically we're joining forces to, you know, basically speak to each other's audiences, widen that audience, and also just, again, get different people understanding who we are and vice versa. It's all about combining powers. And I think especially at startups and scale-ups, that's something that we could all use uh, because we're usually running on lean and mean teams. And could definitely use some more collaborators. So that's what I think of with partnerships. And then community, obviously, a lot of it is very focused on people asking and answering their own questions. Instead of creating content where it's maybe more of a a megaphone, it's people talking to each other and asking and answering questions with each other. For me, the way that I incorporate community into content is just, like I said, doing a lot of listening in communities to determine what our content topics are, because unlike I think like B2C marketing and even maybe some B2B that's maybe got a broader audience. The people that we're targeting, it's a pretty small group. And a lot of these people are in these communities already sharing what their problems are. And then we can just go in there, listen to what they need and give them those answers.
0: So let's dive a little bit into what this partnership marketing and content looks like. I know you mentioned even in your former role & Rolls You've had a ton of experience in this area. So maybe you could just walk me through what that looks like. How do you go out and find partners to create content with? What do you talk about? How does it all work?
1: A lot of the time, it's just figuring out where your goals overlap. And then where you can fill each other's voids as far as like what what they need, what you need, and how you can collaborate. I used to work at a company called Mailshake, which is a sales engagement tool. And we had an incredibly small marketing team. I want to say at the time it was like three and a half people. It was very small. So Will Taylor, who was our partnerships manager, and I was our content manager, we worked very closely together to basically serve as a content arm for influencers in the sales community and also companies uh, that, again, maybe didn't have a strong content team. Uh, So we basically were trying to help them by producing lots of content for them, but then gaining their audience. And kind of swapping that way. But again, like it it can look like many different things. In that case, it was, we had a strong content production background. They, uh, you know, our partners typically had bigger audiences. So that's how we would do it. Or if you're, again, in the other boat where you have an audience, uh, but you really need somebody to be creating content for you, it can kind of be the opposite. Now at book, we get some inbound requests for either mm. guest posting, things like that, or webinar collaboration. And so we just, again, make sure that there's overlap in what our goals are, but that we aren't competitors, and then figure out the best way to work together based on our resources.
0: Interesting. And when you do one of these uh, collaborations, is it typically with an actual partner or a company that the company is already engaged with? Or is it sometimes someone new that you're kind of building a new relationship?
1: It is sometimes somebody completely new. Um, So I would say there's a few ways that it works. Like I said, some just come inbound. So some people will just do outreach to me, just cold outreach saying, hey, we would love to, you know basically do a webinar together or do some guest post swapping, things like that. Sometimes those inbound requests are really relevant. We just started working with Dialpad. And again, because they have a lot of overlap with us, um, they've been writing some really great articles for our site it just works out really well. Um, so then they get that backlink, we get that great content. And also we just maintain a fantastic relationship with somebody that has a very similar audience. Um, sometimes we have, um, you know, our partnerships team, which is this whole engine that's basically uh, has, you know, integration partners uh, that again, like are very well positioned to uh, to sync with our software. So we can basically talk very specifically about the product in that instance and how those uh, sync together. So then we do a lot of co-marketing in those instances. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes it's just, I'm online. I see somebody cool. I think they're creating great content that our audience would love and reach out and see if we can do a collaboration. So yes. it's it's a little, it's a little bit of everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love that. And what does the content planning look like? Do you do you kind of bring up a plan and they bring up a plan and you have a brainstorming session or what's yes. all that look like?
1: Yes, and sometimes I would say, obviously there's never gonna be 100% alignment on exactly what we wanna talk about. So we kind of have to make sure that we, that we have very strict brand guidelines and very strict mm. uh, guest post guidelines, things like that. So that we basically have a document we can refer to and say, instead of having to make a decision every time and give some people things that we don't give other people, we just try to make sure that we keep it consistent. But for the most part, yeah, we do a meeting, uh, we collaborate. I had a great meeting yesterday uh, with someone who like, she was basically like, hey, we've got these content topics, but we lack design resources and we have a very small marketing team. Can you guys handle that? And it was like, Mm. absolutely, we have that in spades. So really just figuring out, Yeah, And
0: what does the end format look like? Like they might write a blog for your blog and you write one for theirs or do you ever do it fully together or a video or interview together or any of that?
1: Yes. So I'm glad that you asked. When I was at Mailshake, uh, we did a really great collaboration with Chili Piper um, because Mm. at the time, Mailshake is all about outbounding and Chili Piper is all about harnessing your inbound leads and making that inbound routing better. So it was basically an article about inbound and outbound sales working together and the balance of that and i think i interviewed almost a dozen people it was a combination of people on their sales team and our sales team and just put together this wonderful article about how to do inbound and outbound sales and how to know which one to start with as a sales leader know when to start with with the other and have that balance
0: it's exciting yeah let's talk about once that content is created Obviously, promotion and channels, and now we even have emerging channels like TikTok and YouTube and podcasts and all this. What does that look like? You know, it sounds like there's benefit to utilizing each other's audience. And how do you do that promotion? Which channels do you pick? All that stuff.
1: I think it's tricky. I think what's interesting is that I think a lot of companies, and I've done this before too, have like a playbook where you say, okay, we're gonna start with a webinar, then we're gonna break it up into little clips, and we're gonna do, uh, you know, an audio version, and then we're gonna do a version that's like, you know, where we're transcribing it and it's just the text as a blog. And I think that that works in some way, but also with channels like you said, TikTok. TikTok doesn't necessarily like repurposed content, or like you have to repurpose it in a more creative way. Like instead of just taking that clip from that webinar, maybe you take something you learned from that webinar, but put it into the type of video that works on TikTok. So I think it takes a little bit more of a lift to kind of make sure that you're being true to each channel. And I will say that I have found that when repurposing some of this content, I've done a bad job in some instances mm. and then immediately seen complete lack of engagement and and seen like what happens when you don't, you know, put, put in the love uh, for each channel. But yeah, for the most part, I would say, it seems like in B2B, a lot of us are kind of using the same channels, obviously big on LinkedIn. Most of us have newsletter lists that we send to. And then again, like just uh, putting stuff on our website.
0: Oh, totally. What do you think of podcasts, YouTube, some of these more media? There's this concept of marketing like a media company. What do you think of that?
1: I love it. I wish we did a better job at it already. I would say that I love companies that use podcasting and use video as a content engine. I think a lot of content marketers, you know, were experts at a thing that is not the our audience cares about we need to harness the expertise of others so basically if you have something like a podcast and you can interview those experts and then basically have that information that you can use as quotes uh in articles that you can use on social it's a fantastic uh way to create your content for sure
0: oh totally let's wrap up with measurements and ROI. I think when when HubSpot kind of came out with this concept of writing blog articles and creating content and all this, you know, SEO and everything, how are you looking at that? Are you still looking at inbound traffic and all this? And what are you looking at maybe on LinkedIn and what do you tend to measure and look at?
1: So we do, I would say that it's very challenging to win this um, when you are B2B and you're serving like this very specific niche that maybe isn't Googling to find their answers. They're more like going to their peers to find their answers. There's a lot more community-driven marketing, word-of-mouth marketing. It is more important to be in the places that they already are. And that's not always Google. I mean, technically everybody's in Google, but that's definitely not not the the spot where they hang out. So just making sure that you are sharing content with the publications, like in the publications that they go to. I love the idea of doing YouTube. Haven't really looked into it much, but again, like going places that they're going to search. I heard, and again, this is not necessarily in the B2B space, but I heard that obviously TikTok is overtaking Google as a search engine somehow, which is very crazy. very interesting and confusing. Just again, like trying to focus on where those people are versus always focusing on SEO.
0: Totally, that makes sense. Well, what other advice do you have? Any final last thoughts for other marketers out there?
1: Absolutely, I would say my biggest advice is just, well, first of all, you can punch above your weight class. I think a lot of the time there are people who you think, oh, this person's too big to collaborate with me But a lot of the time, if you can help them with their goals, and most of us can, again, like we might have to do more of the heavy lifting on that collaboration. But again, a lot of these people are looking for the same things that you are, and you'll be able to find alignment. The other thing is that it's really all about networking and making friends and being reliable to the people in your network. Work is really evolving to be less about just the people you work with at your company and more about who can you work with across the board. So these kind of collaborations are a great way to kind of expand your team without actually expanding your headcount. I love that. Well,
0: it's been a pleasure to have you on, Kate. Really appreciate you you. coming on and share your expertise and advice.
1: Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Happy to be here.
0: Oh, totally.